0: Hello, 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 Power Kids, and welcome to another Power Kid podcast. Guys, every episode, it is my honor and privilege and joy to bring you great conversations with great people from all over the world making great things for Kids, I am your host Phil Albrighton. I am very excited about our show today. I have on the line Lauren Dursy. Let me introduce you to Lauren. Lauren is the CEO of the largest franchiser of specialty toys in the US, Learning Express. She has vast experience in store ownership and oversight. They currently have over 85 locations nationwide, each independently owned and operated. Their local stores are dedicated to providing quality toys, expert staff, exceptional customer service, and community support through fundraising. And I absolutely love their birthday boxes. Lauren, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. What a pleasure to have you and and have you spend some time with us and share your knowledge Let me just start by saying we love Learning Express. I've got a daughter who's 10 and a a son who's 8, and we absolutely love Learning Express. We've taken advantage of your birthday box program and do that every year. Uh, We're super excited about some of the things you have in the store for Easter right now, and great to talk about that. But I want to start where we always start in the show. How did you come to be involved in the toy industry to begin with?
1: Well, I was sort of born into it. Uh, My mother, Sharon Domenico, started Learning Express when I was five. Uh, She was tired of shopping for her children, uh, me and my younger brother, um, in the mass market toy stores filled with the black and pink aisles and wanted more educational products and a better shopping experience. Uh, when she had trouble finding retailers that met her need, she decided to open her own business. And uh, she did that with the partnership of my preschool, actually. She opened a store in Acton, Massachusetts, and the proceeds went um, to fund the preschool. And it was so successful that she decided to open a second location. Um, as time went on, I was involved in the business Uh in a variety of ways. First, I was a toy tester. Uh, When I got a little bit older, I helped my mom select products. So I was a a buyer of sorts um, for what we call now the tween category. Um, I would help out in stores. I helped open stores. I did inventory for stores. Uh, And I worked at the home office doing e-commerce support, marketing support, writing, copy, et cetera. And then I went off to school, decided to branch out into different industries. I worked um, as a consultant in healthcare. And then I went to business school uh, to see where else my career might take me. And uh, after working at other large businesses, I worked at Nike um, and Converse. These were both Wonderful companies, um, the cultures were fantastic, but I really loved working in a small business. Learning Express is a very flat organization, and so when someone has an idea um, and wants to, you know, make a change, you can do that almost immediately. And it's a, a family business. You know, I grew up um, in this business. We uh, are a franchisor and. Families buy into this franchise. And so I grew up with all of these store owners. And so when I decided to come back to Learning Express, it was like coming home. And that's how I am here today.
0: Yeah. And and I think that feeling uh, runs through all of the stores. When we go in, we know the owners of the stores that, that we're involved with. And it does. It feels like coming home. It feels like talking to friends there in the store. They're so knowledgeable, so well trained, so enthusiastic about the product on their shelf. Um, I, I'm curious about the early Learning Express stores, the aesthetic, the the type of items that you had on shelf. Was it similar to what you have today or has there been some some changes and updates since then?
1: Uh, well, there definitely been some changes, but there are oh. some uh, items that are you know, true to, to the learning express core. I mean, the fun time tractor has been on our shelves for, I don't know, 25 years um, or more. Uh, But I think what we've done a fantastic job of is listening to what our customers want. Um, So back in the, you know, late eighties, our customers wanted a very specialty, um, educational uh, product mix, and we were able to provide that. Um, and then, as time went on, we responded to trends, um, and we can respond very quickly. So, because we are a franchise of, you know, almost ninety stores, uh, if a store identifies a product trend, that can be quickly communicated to all of our stores. Our buying team negotiates terms, and we're able to bring that into all of our stores. And basically our product mix has changed based on our customer demands.
0: Wonderful. And and let's talk about expanding into the franchise. So taking these two early successful stores and then expanding that out. uh, What were the challenges that you overcame to to expand the stores? Were all Learning Express stores uh, received well in those locations? And what type of location do you look for when placing a a new Learning Express?
1: Uh, Sure. So uh, at the beginning, um, you know, my mother, she found it challenging to manage more than two stores on her own. So she wanted to identify a growth strategy that would work for her. Um, And she didn't have the capital to open up individual stores on her own. Um, She read an article in a business publication that talked about franchising as a growth option. She did her due diligence. She talked to experts in the franchising field and every single one said not to do it. (laughs) Um, most of the franchises, um, the successful franchises that are out there make their money selling the product to their franchisees. And that was not the structure my mother wanted to build. It was to negotiate, um, prices for our store on behalf of our store. So they get a good deal. But the, um, business model was to, um, have a, a royalty structure. So, the stores pay us a royalty for the services we provide. And so that was our growth strategy. It was franchising. Um, in terms of locations, you know, the most of our locations are about 2,500 square feet. Um, so size has a lot to do with where we can go. I think um, most of our locations were looking for a grocery anchored center. But we've had locations in standalone buildings, in malls, in a variety of, of different places. Um, but I think our our bread and butter, so to speak, is you know, next to a high performing, high end grocery anchored center.
0: I wondered about the grocery element. Uh, The the ones that we know about are very close to the the grocery store, which is great for pester power. Right. My kids are tugging Mm -hmm. on my sleeve when we're there at the grocery store. Hey, let's just drop in. It's just just a little bit down the, the shopping center here. Let's go in. And of course, we always say yes Uh, You were director of marketing uh, for a time before you became CEO. And I'm wondering about that position, what you learned in that position about the brand of Learning Express um, at that time that you still use today. Uh, It's important. To let the world know about Learning Express, not just that it's a great toy store, but all the great events that happen inside the store, all the great new products that you have, um, catching on to the new trends. So talk to us a little bit about the marketing aspect of Learning Express.
1: Sure. Uh, So Learning Express differentiates itself in several ways. Um, You mentioned the birthday box program uh, at the beginning of our call and that is a major differentiator of ours. The birthday box program, for those who aren't familiar with it, uh, a child comes into the store uh, a few weeks before their birthday and they literally take a box and they walk around the store and pick out everything that they would want for their birthday. And then their guests to their party or relatives who live out of town are directed to this birthday box. So they know exactly what the child wants for their for their birthday. It's all parent approved. And um, our staff will wrap it and have it ready to go for the parent to pick up. So it's a really nice service. There, you know, minimizes returns, which, you know, is always a frustrating experience after a birthday party. And the child gets exactly what they want. So it's a a fantastic service that we offer. Um, Some more differentiators, You mentioned in-store events, and I'd like to also add in-store demonstrations to that. Because we have a smaller footprint and we have highly knowledgeable, well-trained staff, we're able to put on events or demo product and put it in the hands of our customers so they really have a good understanding of what the products are, how they work, what the play value is, and that's not something that you can get online or at a um, mass market retailer, and so it's a really unique experience.
0: You're right—that personal touch from the person behind the counter to show you a product. Um, my, my kids have spent a lot of times, sometimes probably a little too <laughs> too much time <laughs> with the store owners, but they they love it. They love interacting. They love being shown new things. We love it as parents to see the things that our kids gravitate to. And I'll go back to the birthday boxes. That just makes kids feel like kings and queens. They're walking through the store. They're, they're filling that box. Um, it is such a great, great experience. And, and I want to key in on that. Um, when customers walk into Learning Express stores, what is your hope that they feel? Uh, what experience do you want them to have? And, and what's going to draw them back time and time again?
1: So our objective every time a child comes into one of our stores for the first time is for them to say, wow, Yeah, we want their jaw to drop. Uh, It is a very well-merchandised, colorful um, experience. You know, we have store or toys that are open and on display. And, you know, back when I was a kid, There were a lot more toy stores around, and today there are very few and far between, especially that neighborhood toy store. And so for a lot of kids, it's um, a rarity to go into a, a locally owned toy store, and we want them to just be amazed by their experience.
0: You're so right. And it's all for them. And I love that. My kids love it. Uh, they don't say it like that, but they they realize when they walk into Learning Express, that store is there for them. It exists for them. And, and they really key in on that. Um, you mentioned one of Learning Express's core values is to support the store owners. And, and I've seen firsthand uh, how you do that time and time again. Uh, but I want to talk about it. Uh, Maybe more in depth, the things that you are providing your store owners to support them in their journeys, to build up their business, um, to help them with social media, because that's a big, big part of what Learning Express does. And the store owners uh, responsibility is to make sure that their stores are out on social media, making it happen. So talk about supporting your store owners.
1: Sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot that we do. Uh, from the very beginning, um, our development team works with prospective franchisees in finding the best location possible, negotiating uh, their lease so that they get the best deal possible. Um, they we help with store designs, so we make recommendations on flooring and fixtures. We have a suggested inventory mix for their opening order, and we have very special uh, discounts that we've negotiated with our vendors for new stores, and then we have a support team that is there for a month just getting merchandising their store, training the owners, training the employees. getting it ready for opening. Meanwhile, our marketing team is working on a grand opening marketing package and making sure that they're set up on all of the social medias, making sure that they're starting to collect email addresses in their area and creating emails and starting to communicate with prospective customers. Uh, We have them set up on Google and um, Begin advertising there. So there's all of these things that are happening up to the grand opening. There's continuous support after that as well. Um, our support team um, is there for a period of time, easing the new owner into running a toy store. Um, we have our marketing team always providing content for social media. We have social media scheduling tools so that our stores can. Uh, approve a scheduled post every single day in the event that they can't um, post locally. We have corporate emails that we send on their behalf that um, supplements the emails that we encourage stores to make on their own. We also have uh, printed pieces that we create um, for the stores in the form of catalogs and trifolds and quadfolds. And that is a very collaborative effort. Our buying team creates a list of products that could potentially go into the catalogs, and our stores actually vote on what goes in. So, we really want the buy in of all of our stores and making sure we have the best mix possible for what we advertise. And so, we put out that, and we um, work with a mailhouse and get our printed pieces distributed. We have a signage program. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, uh, we our graphics team creates signage for both windows and ceilings and shelf talkers. I mean, it's I it, I, <laughs> I could go on and on. The amount of support we provide the stores is quite exceptional. In it, I would be terrified to do this on my own. If yeah. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs>
0: Well, it's so good. I mean, just just laying it out like that, all the support. Now, here's what I know. I know there's several people in the audience right now that are thinking, that sounds really good. I'd like to be supported like that. I'd like to own a Learning Express. What kind of people do you look for when franchising for new stores?
1: Well, that is um, a very interesting question. Um, I think the first thing we are looking for is our owners that have passion. um, And it could be passionate about a number of things. It could be um, child development. It could be entrepreneurship. Um, It it could be having a toy store in your community. There are a number of things that uh, our store owners are passionate about, and they bring that energy to the store. Um, I think the next thing we look for is a a strong work ethic. Um, While there's a lot of flexibility in owning your own business, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's hard work. And we try to make it as easy as possible for our owners, but uh, it's, you know, you're running your own business. Um, And so between those two things, uh, that's what we're looking for. But our store owners have a varied, uh, varied backgrounds. We have former lawyers, former consultants, former school teachers. Uh, It's amazing the um, variety of of past careers our store store owners have had. Um, But what they're all looking for is, you know, that answering that passion question that they have Um, and having uh, the the empowerment of owning your own business, being able to make decisions and implement them quickly and seeing the difference that their decisions make. And then also having the flexibility of owning your own business. A lot of our store owners say, yes, it's hard work. And, you know, I'm, writing orders in front of the TV while I'm drinking a glass of wine. But I was able to go to my son's basketball game this afternoon. And with my old job, I was not able to do that. So we've been able to provide families with their own business and the flexibility of being able to have the life they want.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, and they care. Every, everyone that I know, every owner that I've met, they care deeply about the children and the families that enter their store, and, and especially during COVID. And I'd be amiss not to mention the support that Learning Express offered their communities during COVID. I saw store owners help driving product to, to people's doorsteps, uh, dropping off product, making sure the product was there, staying safe, of course, but making you know, kids dreams still come true during that that time. And I just want to say thank you um, to you and your support and, and all the store owners out there for making that happen during that very difficult time. I think it was absolutely critical. I mean, you we know, kind of forget we were all kind of stuck and we needed things to do, puzzles and games and toys and things to expand kids minds and ways for kids to get outside and play. So it was absolutely uh, critical at that time. So let's talk today about some of the best sellers. I recently saw a chart, uh, that looked very Squishmallow heavy. (laughs) You've got a great, great item there. That's just flying off the shelves, but yeah. Tell us about some of the things that you're excited about in the stores right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, Squishmallows have been a phenomenal product for us. Um, you know, we've carried them for a number of years, uh, But when COVID hit, Squishmallows just took off. There was um, their presence on TikTok certainly helped. There was the collectability of that item. I think it was it continues to be a very soothing item. It's very soft. It's squishy. It's huggable. And, you know, we're just thrilled that this trend has continued for, you know, a number of years, it's it's been great. And fidgets also, um, you know, from, you know, a few years ago, it started really with the poppets, but it's really expanded. And, you know, our goal is to always have um, the latest and greatest fidget. Uh, you know, you always have to keep your assortment fresh and new to keep people coming back. But that also, um, there's a collectability again. And then there's also with children um, facing... A lot of difficulty with schools being shut down and not being able to socialize the, with the way that they had used to be. Fidgets were another soothing product for them, and they continue to be popular um, and slime
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right and right. and I, I love this this is small companies this is not you know big conglomerates making the slime i've seen uh very very popular like dope slime that just looks beautiful and the slime is excellent the, the texture of it is just fantastic but um but but it's a small company it's obviously comes from a small company and i love supporting that so yeah tell us yes. about slime
1: yeah i mean the slime we carry um it's it's almost like artwork. It's it's yes. almost too beautiful to open. <laughs> yes. And I as a parent with two kids, I'm like, I can't when are parents gonna realize that this is a disaster on a carpet and they just <laughs> do And I think that's wonderful. But yes, the the companies that we've been able to support and they've been able to support us with product are very small. Um one it was started by, you know, two young brothers. Um dope slime mm-hmm. and that just year in year out, they come up with really innovative, different, beautiful slimes that were just ecstatic to carry. Uh, so yeah, slime has been a big one. And then Pokemon, uh, oh, is yes. back, oh, yes. uh, it's, you know, I, I, I hear myself keep mentioning this collectible nature of these toys. Um, uh, Pokemon is certainly that, and we've seen a rise in um, baseball and other sport trading cards, too. Those have been excellent sellers for us.
0: Wonderful. Well, hey, carpets come and go, but happy <laughs> kids are invaluable, right? So, so dope, dope slime all the way in, in this house for sure. And we are Pokemon fanatics uh, for sure uh, right now. Uh, Lauren, this has been great. I, I do want to get a broad. I want to step back and and ask a more broad question: the future of of toy brick and mortar. You know, there was a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk about online versus brick and mortar, but Learning Express is making it happen and giving that experience that customers are looking for. So, I'd love to hear your take about the future of brick and mortar, and what are you excited about on the horizon for Learning Express.
1: Well, uh, I think the future of brick and mortar is going to be all about that in-store experience. Um, we're thrilled to be able to offer in-store events again after you know they kind of been squashed by uh, the pandemic. But you know, getting our customers into the store either by meeting a character or doing a science experiment or having a Pokemon trading card event. Um, it's an experience that they can't get somewhere else um, and it's very community based. So I think our customers really value um, us not just as a retailer, but as a resource for their community. Um, In addition to that, I think our customers really want to feel good about their purchase and they want to support shopping local. And that was Definitely evident through um, the lockdowns of COVID. I, I mean, I was one of those store owners who was driving all around Massachusetts <laughs> delivering <laughs> products to our yes. customers. And you know what? I was so grateful for that opportunity, and I discovered a lot of a lot of my state that I hadn't seen before. But <laughs> um, it it was so moving the support we were getting from our customers, knowing that, you know, our, our doors were shut and they just, you know, they wanted to support their local business. And I just, it was, it really meant a lot to our store owners and I, they continue to support us now that our doors are open and we're able to Have these in-store events and help our customers find the perfect toy. And I think we just need to continue to identify what our customers want to have in that in-store experience um, and keep offering that to them.
0: Wonderful. Well, yeah, you get to play Santa Claus for a <laughs> while and and nothing builds loyalty uh, like showing up at the door with a box full of toys. I can tell you. Uh, great. And, and definitely thank you for that, for driving around and, and delivering <laughs> toys. Um, this has been great, Lauren. Uh, how should people reach out to you? Um, how can new manufacturers connect? Um, how can parents and, and kids find out more about Learning Express?
1: Well, uh, they can go to learningexpress.com uh, where they'll be connected to their local store um, or they can learn more about franchising opportunities there. Um, you can always reach out to me directly at D at learningexpress.com and I'd be happy to direct people to where they want to go or help answer any questions they might have.
0: Amazing. This has been such a great conversation, delivering those thrills that, that no doubt you had when you were five and six years old, and this was all getting started, uh, but continuing that tradition. We absolutely love it. Thank you for the wonderful experiences through the year. Many more to come. This this has been great. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Power Kid podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Leave five stars and a written review as this helps us connect with more listeners just like you. Once you're subscribed, you'll be able to check out the other shows from Adventure Media and Events. And a big thank you to them. They are the publishers of the Toy Book, the Toy Insider, and the Pop Insider. We've got you covered on all toy industry news and events. This show is produced by Power Kid Design and Development. We are a full-service toy and game development studio serving the industry for more than 20 years. We provide illustration, branding, packaging, sculpting, prototyping, consulting, and much more. Check out PowerKidDesign.com or email me at Phil at PowerKidDesign.com. Now go out and make something great. And remember, you are creative because you were created. God bless, and I'll see you next episode.